Hey everyone, it's me, Coralie, and welcome to my podcast, Coralie's Anxieties. Hey everyone, it's July 5th, you're probably going okay. This is Tuesday or Thursday, not July 5th, so this is the second episode I'm actually recording today. The first one is my home anxiety, that anxiety I get when I have a messy house and I have to clean that shit. But actually, I decided, because I have time today and it's been very busy, it's been a very hectic schedule, trying to get to some type of normal with this whole pandemic and, and the nonsense that's been nonsense that's been created because of it. But I want to talk about media and how media can control so much of our lives. How it can create its own anxiety. It's almost like a tornado, as it starts, it can actually just pick up its own speed and, and fuel its own energy. And and if you watch a lot of the news, especially the U.S. news, if you don't have anxiety after watching a couple hours of the U.S. news, kudos to you, because I think most of us get anxiety, so a lot of us are turning the news off. And I actually think this is actually a good thing. I really believe that the elites, the 1%, are losing control of, they're losing their control, their power over us. And I think they know that. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I've talked about that in other episodes. And there's some really good resources out there in podcasts because you get to hear other people's stories, other people's truths. And sometimes you get to listen to comedy and humor and stories. And I do follow Joe Rogan, and I've talked about that before because I think The Joe Rogan podcast is an amazing tool for you to have an inside look at different people's lives, their true life, really what they're doing and where they're going and where they came from. Unlike other media like Facebook and YouTube, which we all use and I use and I love YouTube and I post some stuff on YouTube occasionally, something I'm going to start working on and doing a little bit more. I think there's going to be a new... DIY YouTube channel coming up um, that I'm working on creating to pair with the podcast to give it a little bit more content. I thought of having maybe two YouTube channels, one of the podcast, which now that the studio is ready to accept video properly so I can have good edit, good lighting. Um, It's just a matter now of finding the time and, and coming up with that schedule to do so. But They control different parts of the media in different ways. And I think that Google themselves have a way to influence or can be influenced by higher powers. And it's much like the mainstream media. Generally, the only news I watch is the morning news for a few minutes. Like I said, I like to get up between 5 and 6, make a cup of coffee, have some water, Go out on the patio, and even in the winter when it's snowing, I like to go out on the patio. Sit down, wake up in nature, have a few drinks of the coffee, and meditate. And come back in very awake, very clear-headed. There's nothing more rewarding than listening to the sounds of the planet waking up for the next new day. With that, 
and I think this is where you don't look that that quick morning news fix from local news for the local stories. But when you start getting later into the day and you start getting into the noon news and the evening news and the the news hour finals or whatever, this shit's scripted. Because you can start flipping through the different news sources, whether it's Canadian news, whether it's U.S. news. And sometimes I watch BBC because sometimes seeing a different perspective from a different country is actually quite enlightening. But it's scripted. It's... And I think it's that way to create fear. I, I truly do. And I think this is where podcasts have the ability to capture a new audience. Because we can just talk freely. There's no policeman at this point. And, and I hope I hope that there never is a policeman for podcasts. I, I can understand how some of the places where you can get podcasts from might police internally. But I don't know because it's such a big media now that you can actually control all the different sectors of podcasters and, and what we talk about. One of the shows I quite like to watch London real, which has been on YouTube, which has been pretty much done. They're gone. Uh, they had David icon or he had David icon. And that kind of was the, the straw that broke the camel's back, I guess, as far as the elites go, the 1%, because people like David Icke start actually talking sense and allows you to stop seeing the smoke and mirrors, the haze as, as it would be, the illusion that the elites want us to see or believe in. You start to think for yourself. And we're in a time of great awakening on our planet. People are waking up and starting to realize who and what they are. For those of you that haven't heard me talk about this before, we are immortal beings having a human experience here on earth. As you start to realize that and start to accept it, you will find things become much easier for you, whether it's through manifestation of, of, of small items or even maybe a little bit bigger items or manifesting just a better way of life for yourself and your family. But what comes with that is the lack of fear. And there's actually a scale. And if you can keep people in fear all the time, you keep their vibration really low, which means they're easier to manipulate and control. As more and more of us wake up, as the frequency of the planet starts to get stronger and greater, we start coming out of that living in anger and fear state into places of more neutrality and more love. As that happens, we start to become more aware of what's going on, how our brains have been poisoned by our media, by our elites in Hollywood, and when that can just not have to be actors, it could also be our musicians. And a lot of them already know that we're all interconnected. What we think internally as an individual has a real impact on the collective because we are all a collective because we're all coming from the same Frequency, all the same energy source as it would be. So we're here on the planet to have a human experience. When we come here, we are no longer aware of who and what we truly are as immortal beings. And it's part of our job to start to wake up and understand. Some of us get all the way through that. Some of us get partway through it. Some of us never get past the fear and anger. 
So taking away the, the ability to be controlled by mainstream media, being allowed to talk freely about this stuff, and this goes back to podcasting because there's a lot of podcasters that talk about this, and you can still watch some of those in video stream like through YouTube or through Facebook because they haven't quite got a big enough following that it's causing the elites a problem. But it, I've heard enough on the Joe Rogan show like Brett Weinstein, and I've talked about Brett Weinstein before in that particular episode with Joe. Joe also talks about, and I was just listening to the Russell Peters interview today, which is one of his most recent podcasts, about people they know in Hollywood, that they actually know that had COVID or were tested positive for COVID and were maybe only sick for a couple of days and were out doing regular, normal, everyday duties. So when the media spins, the worst of the worst when it comes to COVID, let's face it, COVID is a horrible thing. You don't want to get it. Nobody wants to get it. But the fact is, is we're not being told the two true percentages of people that are actually dying from COVID or they're actually dying of underlying medical conditions they actually had before COVID, and COVID was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. So I think it's been very miscued. And I know in the United States that their medical system is so much different than Canada that even if somebody dies in the hospital and they've tested for COVID, whether it's positive or not, they just chalk it up as a COVID death, whether maybe it was just a massive heart attack or you know, renal fuel, fuel failure or an aneurysm or, you know, it could be a, a ton of different things. I do know a few people that have had COVID. They didn't test positive, but when you talk to them about their symptoms and the timeline, I mean, it goes low, It goes with everything that we've heard, about, you know, about COVID. So I think as, as, as more of us wake up and wake up to what's going on by our our elites, our one percenters, and they start to lose grip. Guys like George Soros and the Clintons. Now, I love Bill Clinton when he was the president. I thought he was probably the best president they'd had at this point, but they're dirty and they're crooked. And I think Donald Duck was right by saying crooked Hillary, but I think he's just jealous that she had more moxie than he did. He's not that smart. Unfortunately for the world, Donald Duck became the president. We'll see what happens in November with the next presidential election. But I actually have a feeling, and I watch a lot of Bill Maher, and I think Bill Maher is right. Trump's not leaving. And I think he'll probably win again. The margins between Biden and Trump are too close. You know, there's seven or eight points either way. And old Biden's winning in the pre-poll election. But that doesn't mean anything. We already watched George, why'd you do that, Bush, win a second term. And there's been a lot of speculation if it was the election was fouled because the numbers were close. We already know that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote in the United States, but their electorate, their college of electorate, made Trump president. So there's a lot of corruption there. And the elites definitely don't want us to gain control or wake up to the point where we stop believing, and that's what's happening. And I think COVID is a big part of that. Brent Weinstein talks about how viruses cross from animal to human. And some of those key markers aren't here with COVID. 
We also know that Wuhan has some level four and level five facilities for viral testing, maybe manipulation. Did it accidentally slip out? Or was it allowed to slip out? To see, to create fear, to see if the elites could lock us down for 90 days, black out the whole thing, let us give up our rights so they can have martial law. Watch what we're saying and doing on our cell phones. And with 5G coming, the ability to be able to do that becomes greater and greater. And it's their last ditch effort to keep control. I don't understand why the elites want control of all of us to manipulate us. There's obviously an agenda there that we don't know or we're speculating on, and I'm not going to speculate on it in this podcast, this episode, but there's something going on. And and you go out on the street and you start talking to people you know, and most people are going, yeah, there's something very uh, not right about this whole thing. There's something pretty screwed up about it. Is this a way to come up with a vaccine, which they probably already have, so they can inject us with the vaccine? Those of us that don't believe the government's doing wrong will shame those of us who do into getting the vaccine, or we maybe feel pressured to do so when we don't want to get a vaccine. Like, I don't want a vaccine. I don't want them to put any more needles in me. I'm done with that shit. Because I don't believe... What they're going to inject into you is going to be truthfully what they say it's going to be. I think we have the ability with AI, with microchips, with all kinds of things. There could be some type of time kill switch in the vaccine that they can trigger through 5G. Is this delusional, Coralie? I don't know. A lot of people are talking about this shit. A lot of people I know, who I know are good people, who have their head on their shoulders, are questioning this now, and it's going past that conspiracy theory. It's actually getting into the, what the fuck's been going on? Now that you give us time to sit at home for 90 days and think and watch and really think and really watch, what have they been doing? So I don't let the mainstream media give me anxiety anymore. I try not to watch it at all. I also try to take things with a grain of salt, like the Joe Rogan experience. It's a lot of great entertainment on there, and there's a lot of great resource and information that can come out of it if you pick and choose the pieces you want. Same with Bill Maher. I don't agree with everything Bill Maher says. He is a comedian. His show brings up a lot of good things, especially when it comes to U.S. politics. You have to take it with a grain of salt. John Oliver, another great guy. Sunday night, I love the John Oliver show. It's amazing. He touches stuff of common sense. Yet it doesn't seem to be getting through to the elite or at least to enough of us at this point. So we need collectively to raise our vibration, collectively start to agree that it's enough for the elite. The reign is done. We're tired of being lied to and subjected to whatever virus or whatever game they think they can play on us as meaningless people in their world. And start sticking together and saying, no, it's time for a change. It's time that the old guard is gone. It's time for new. It's a time for new. And I think this goes when I talk to people about the tiny movement. I think why you're seeing people buying tiny homes. 
why they're building their own tiny homes, why they're living in vans. And I'm sure a lot of you have watched these shows on YouTube, van lifers and tiny houses and that. I don't think it's the best way to live. I think it takes a special person to live that way. But I also think a lot of people coming out of grad school or coming out of any situation where they're like, I'm not going to buy a house and I want to see the world and enjoy it. And I'll never be able to do that with a two hundred or $300,000 student loan. I'm going to be stuck to work and be stuck in that box that government has laid out for us. This is not what humans are. We're hunter-gatherers, come and go, do as you please. That is, if you look at history, how humans have lived. So having a Mercedes Sprinter van that you've converted or paid somebody to convert, even if you're not going to live in it full-time, but you can use it as your getaway to go for months on end to see things that you could otherwise not see, when you free yourself of that news, of the bullshit that we've been fed, the idea that you have to buy a home, you have to have kids, you have to, you have to, no, you don't. It's because we live in a consumer world. So when it comes to the mainstream media, I don't let that anxiety bother me anymore. I beat to my own drum. I think we're waking up. And I think podcasts themselves are an amazing way to get the story out and talk about this stuff so that they lose control and we gain back the control of our lives and we get to be the best humans that we can be collectively. Anyways, my two cents, peace, love, and namaste.